Hi, I'm Matt Forbeck, author of Shotguns and Sorcery in the upcoming Marvel tabletop role-playing game, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about the Wizards of the Coast purchase of D&D Beyond and the upcoming D&D Direct. In the news, two million dollar RPG Kickstarters are going on at once, with two more potentially to follow soon. A preview of the new Marvel Multiverse RPG, new releases coming soon from Chaosium, and more! Plus, our favorite game in all the world and a brand new sketch about being clear when ordering around your minions. This week on Morse's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. This week's episode is sponsored by the Harold Longchin Viking Memorial Service. We'll put you on a boat and set fire to it. For a reasonable fee of 98% of your estate, of course. Entry to Valhalla guaranteed. Not a guarantee. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial Tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ has ever it is a complete delight to be here on this lovely sunny day. Also, together joining us again on a consecutive chain of amazingness, <laughs> it is the one, the only. It's it's me, Jessica Hancock from EM Publishing. Hello, folks. How's your week been? Excellent. It's been good. Excellent. That's good. I like that. I've got a lot done. It's been one of those weeks where you're really busy and you've you have a lot to show for it because stuff got finished. So that is excellent. I've seen some of the stuff that you've done. Yes, I've seen some really really fancy stuff that you've done. I've seen a video. I've seen a video. It's amazing. This week, super fancy. I know what you're talking about. I was like, I don't. I thought you were talking about the spreadsheet I sent you. I was like, I spreadsheet. I spent hours admiring that spreadsheet. I did spend a lot of time on that spreadsheet. It's it's all about the spreadsheets around here. That's that's the the sexy nature of RPG publishing. Like, oh yeah, a business manager is about just a a lovely profitability line report. Yes, there's nothing. There's nothing like a form. No, but seriously, uh, I think Russ was talking about, uh, we launched a trailer, so we announced the first ever Level Up Advanced 5th Edition actual play campaign, the official one from the Um, So that's going to be happening, and it's the first episode is Tuesday the 26th of April, and we launched a little teaser trailer for it, just giving you uh, a bit of a theme for it and announcing the cast. Eagle-eyed listeners, no, that's not right. Eagle-eyed listeners, perhaps. Eagle-eared Eagles aren't famous for their good <laughs> hearing. You probably want Listen, to go listeners for who are listening. <laughs> listeners who were listening last week yes. may have picked up on the hint and guessed who the narrator for the live stream was going to be because Jess did hint at it later in the show. I don't know yes. if anyone picked up on that. But who is who is the narrator for this live stream? Oh, I know. <laughs> do, do, you want to, do you want to tell us, Peter, then? No, or don't you tell us? No, you tell us. It's your news. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, just uh, The narrator is Sarah Brayfogle, who was Woo. one of the designers of the Level Up system. So yes. it's really handy because she will know the rules. 
So, which is always that great when help. you're running a game. Hmm. Uh, no, but she's also, as well as being a writer, she's also a professional GM. So she, yes. um, so this is kind of what she does. Um, and she's done some live streaming before as well. So you can see her online doing some various bits and pieces like that. So yeah, really excited and lucky to have her, you know, running the show. Yeah, yeah. she's been on the show before talking about professional GMing, hasn't she? That's great. Yes. Oh, and Vega too. So, so also, also a layout artist, so those who've seen my... Yeah. Uh, but also, and said how pretty it is. That is like entirely due to her. I I have very little to do with the prettiness making, except maybe saying, "Oh yes, that is pretty." But uh, yeah, but that was that was my week. So that was telling a lot yeah. about that. And um, we're confirming the characters, and I'm hoping next week to have some uh, character details up on the website because you can read about all the cast and everything at enliverpg.com on the campaign nice. page. Um, and so we're going to put the character details and character sheets up there. Um, so you can take a look at that and see what's what's what. Oh, I, I vaguely well, remember there's like a some some things happened at sea or something. There's like a big explosion. And that's uh, yeah. So two days ago, a strange object fell from the stars and landed on a deserted island. That's uh, the setup, yeah. and it's uh, as you probably noticed from the music and the background being a big old map. It is piratey themed. Yeah. So yeah. the heroes are start off on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Right, let's do some news, shall we? Yeah, some RPG news. news. There is a lot of so RPG much. news this week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I've got a bit of news I'm quite excited about. Oh, okay. I'll pause then. Go on then, before I get on with all the news. Well, uh, as you recall, we were very excited about Tactical Adventures Celesta, uh, Crown of the Magister game coming out. It's had some DLC. What's happened yesterday is they've done free DLC for the multiplayer beta, and they've released another level 1 to 12 campaign. So multiplayer free, but you can also get a one to the twelve campaign. I like guys. I'm so excited. I'm like yeah. just just all the excitement is all belong to me. I'm I like not, I have not ah! played this game. I've not yes. played it either, so I don't have the excitement. Oh, okay. Well, I, will I mean, support it, you in your excitement. Well, if you can, if you want to play fifth edition, Peter is clearly not excited because I am failing to distinguish. Ah, ah there it is. That's how excited I am. <laughs> it's like yeah i mean um yeah it's if you want to play fifth edition on your computer this is the best it's one the way to do it better than yeah. Baldur's gate yes well okay. it's a more faithful conversion of like like Baldur's gate i i haven't played it for ages but like Baldur's gate was fun and was dungeons and dragons but it was not a strict fifth edition conversion mm. and that's just how it was whereas mm. Uh, tactical adventures have really leaned in and they've produced some interesting and fascinating new subclasses i i would dearly love to actually run a more pen and paper game using some of the lore because i really i really dig their stuff i like that mm-hmm. like they've got a green mage which is like a wizard but who gets a bone and does like all it's like a circle of land but it's was i don't know it, it, there's there's a lot of fake cool stuff i don't really know how to dive into it but um, I, I anyway, I'm looking forward to playing it with friends, so that'll be good. Okay, I wish I could contribute to this conversation, but I literally know nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, same. I'm just sitting here listening to Peter going, that does sound great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you've got Steam, then I, think, I think the reason I couldn't it was because at the time, and I don't know if that's has changed, it isn't wasn't available on a Mac. Maybe yeah. that's changed by now. I don't know. I, I, I literally can tell you, like, sorry. I mean, if you want to play, if you want to play Celeste together, that's fine, we can do that, but um, you'll have to get a copy first. Uh, it's on sale until the 21st hmm. of April. Okay. So that is also doubly exciting for me. Okay. So, Stranger Things. Ah! <laughs> so, you know, Stranger Things has a habit yes. of having D&D monsters. Yes. yes. But they're not really D&D monsters. They're just the kids. 
refer this is a spoiler actually i'm not sure i should i'm not sure i should actually say this get out okay so i won't say what it is then so we'll put a link in the show notes and you can follow the link if you want to know what the D villain that they call the monster in the upcoming series of Stranger Things is. Did that even make sense, that sentence? I was like, if you putting words after each other. And how the kids in Stranger Things are interpreting the monster, then the follow that links. link. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just follow that link. They're, they're, really, they're not, it's not really not a spoiler. It's just a word they happen to use. It's yeah. not like... I, I read it online and I got very annoyed at Matt Mercer and her reposted it. Not cool. Not cool, I don't, dude. Not I, don't cool. Think it, I do not think it's a spoiler in the slightest. I, well, we, we were actually, me, me and my Jess are actually re-watching uh, Stranger Things Series 1, and it's just really good still. It's like, I didn't even remember half of it. It's like, you know, it's like been five years since last went through it, and that was, That's you know, in a bit of a humph thing. So, like, we're trying to watch an episode a day sort yeah. of thing. And it's been it's been really good. That must be really weird, binging Stranger Things, because they do get quite a lot older over the years. Because they start off as sort of like, what, 14 or something, and now they're like 20 oh, or something. Younger than yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. But if you binge it, you're going to see that literally happening before your eyes. must be a bit odd. Yeah, no, I mean... It's um, like if you watch Harry Potter or something, yeah. if you watch them back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, we're yeah. just watching a series, like, so it's an episode today, so I imagine the change to season two will be a bit weird, but, like, got... Series one to three to get through, so yeah, yeah I'm quite yeah. excited for its release date. Yeah, because um, obviously we will have to binge it because people will post spoilers on the internet, and until we invent the eye stab, which is the latest device from Apple, which allows you to stab people who do that through the internet, there's nothing wow. I can do about it. Mm. Yeah, I I really don't like spoilers. It's not okay. okay. Yeah, I can see you're very passionate yeah. about that. So, <laughs> what do you think the chances of us seeing four million dollar? tabletop RPG Kickstarters over the next month. I think it's likely. Next month? As in May or next 30 days? Over the next 30 days or so. Ooh. Well, there's a couple that are already going. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so generally speaking, a million dollar kickstarter... Yeah. So a million yeah. dollar Kickstarter isn't really news anymore. They happen so often that mm-hmm. it's almost it's almost just business as usual now. They, You know, there's usually one a yeah. month. Okay. But I think a month with potentially four of them, I think that is potentially big news. That, that is a lot of, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So live right now. So we've got Matt Colville's Monster yes. Book. Yeah. And that's called Flea Mortals. Yeah. That did a million dollars in the first 24 hours. Yeah. It's on. Damn. Yeah. It's on, let's have a look. It's on 1.2 million now. So, and as I look at it, it's just shot up again. So, you know, that's. Yeah. yeah. That's going, to be, sure. yeah. that's going to be massive. Uh, we also have for Monty Cook Games, we have yes, the Old Gods of Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. Uh, which I, has, Appalachia. I don't know if that's right. Uh, took a couple of days, but now has done a million dollars in two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those two, both really, really big. That, that would yeah. be the third million dollar campaign for Matt Colville. Mm-mm-mm. The first one, surprisingly, for Monty yeah. Cook Games, because they've done mm-hmm. a lot of Kickstarters. They've done very, oh, very okay. well. They tend to get sort of like three to five yeah. hundred thousand on their Kickstarters and they do two or three a year. Yeah. This is so their first, got- this is their first million dollar one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that's interesting. But coming soon, we yeah. also have free leagues. Yes. And they've had a, they've had a two million dollar campaign with the one ring like just a few months ago. Oh, uh, that's right. They've got Blade Runner in the line, don't they? They've got Blade Runner yeah. launching on May the 3rd. Mm-hmm. And also Ghostfire Gaming. 
Yeah. Which isn't actually sort of so much of a sort of household name. No. But they are behind so many million dollar Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. So they're an Australian company. Yeah, yeah. And they did, do you remember the Grim Hollow series? It was a mm. setting. Rings Bay bells, but yeah. I can't, 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 don't remember a lot anyway, of that. It did a million dollars. Yeah, right. it was big. It was big news. Yeah, but also, also they, they're involved with other companies that do million dollar Kickstarters. Yeah. Do you remember the Twisted yeah. Taverns book from Eldermancy? Um, last year, I think it was. Was that another, that was a million dollar one. That, that was a million was dollar one. Time, that was yeah. the same time as the One Ring? Uh, around then. I think. Yeah, I think it yeah. was around then. Yeah, yeah. No, it was at the same time as Wrong Ring Kickstarter because it was like that we were like, there's two of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ghostbike Gaming was heavily involved in that. Nice. They were also involved. Do you remember Dungeon Dudes, uh, Dungeons of Drakenheim campaign? I remember Drakenheim as a name. So, yeah. Well, yes, that was another million dollar campaign which, right. um, Ghostfire is behind. So, Ghostfire has actually been involved with several million dollar mm. campaigns. And what, right. what, I noticed about Ghostfires, the, well, the ones that they're involved with, is they tend to have a lot of accessories. So they, they mm-hmm. tend to be a lot of yeah. pins and things and um, trinkets. Minis and, and merch. Well, it's merch, like, yeah. Value. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, all, uh, so obviously, so like uh, Matt Colville's one has a, has a miniature. Mm. Um, uh, I don't, I think uh, Monty Cook's one doesn't have a miniature, but it does have dice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So these things, dice and miniatures are always, you know, yes. really, really good, you know, really popular Sellers. things. yeah. For the collector's market, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're good ways to get that total up. Presumably, um, Ghostfire Gaming's new one, which is called Aurora, which is a dragon-ravaged post-apocalyptic setting for 5e coming in May. Mm. Bet that will have a whole bunch of um, accessories and pins and dice and miniatures and stuff like that. I mean, dragons and post-apocalyptic might run into a bit of a problem if next week... They announced Dragonlance because I'd be like, oh, I do like post apocalyptic. No, when dragons. we announced, when we announced Level yeah. Up Advanced Fifth Edition, yeah. the following week, Wizards Coast immediately announced D&D Sixth Edition. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens. You can't. Well, what, what can I say? They were clearly scared. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they saw the future was coming for them. I'm sure they're not even aware of it. <laughs> Yeah. But still, still. Anyway, so say. yeah, so yeah. odds on four separate yeah. million dollar campaigns. Nice. Do you reckon? Quite good, given yeah. that. I mean, you're you're obviously neglecting the fifth one. What's the fifth one? Well, I mean, Level Up is uh, well, uh, EM Publishing, sorry, is producing one on the 29th. Uh, yeah, but that's a mini quick starter. That would do like 15 oh. grand. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not. It's not the Level Up brand. It'll be. Oh, okay. um, yeah. It'll be yeah. very good and exciting. It's the first one I'm I'm yeah. kind of doing as well. Yes, we're actually still waiting okay. for Kickstarter to approve it. But, yes. um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that, that'll be a small one. That won't be a big one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I the, mean, if it did get a million, that would be nice, but... Yeah. Uh, so there isn't it's, enough, not, it's not what you expect. There isn't enough yeah. stuff there for it to get a million. To get a million, you've got to have like £200 pledge levels, which are popular. For that to happen, and we're like, yeah, we've got like seven pounds. Do you know what? It's my, it's my first one. Who knows? Maybe yeah, it'll yeah. be, be you great. Get, Maybe you'll have that magic touch. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Well, not. Anyway. now, now you've set expectations, Jess. Yeah, I mean, will, will, <laughs> will we be able to talk a little bit about it before it comes out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Should I talk about it now? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, so yeah, so we're going to do one of our quick starters. So it's compatible with 5e. Um, and I got to choose what it was. So I decided it was all going to be all about pets. And so it's called <gasps> Can We Keep It? Yes. So everyone Excellent. has a group of uh, players in their party or has had someone that every monster you come across, every creature, they're like, I want to adopt it and make it my yes. pet. Uh, yes. And so this gives a system of rules so you can do that. And also, so different classes can adopt and have pets and how, how you manage that. We've also got a range of elemental pets and things and a mini adventure featuring um a kind of a an interesting aristocrat so you know when people are really rich and they kind of have wacky hobbies just because they're so rich they can do what they like yeah. like fly to space we like to call them eccentric mm. yeah yes. eccentric so uh there's an eccentric adventure called the lady of rust who has little rust monster pets oh, so yes uh so yeah so it's, it's all about uh pets yeah. in uh fifth edition um so can hmm. we keep it so that'll be launching uh, we're waiting for kickstarter's approval but it'll be launching in april that's actually that's quite interesting yeah yeah. Oh, can 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 we have a hamster? No. There's not a hamster in it currently. And there are no guinea pigs in but it. But you could oh actually in the rule set you yes. could adopt anything. Yes. So yeah. Yes. So because it's a role play. Ah! So oh, no, right. I, I, I'm creatures. editing the files to exclude guinea pigs specifically. No, no, no. I've I've that, organized it. Cool it's it's cool already in layout cool. so you can't change yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I can change so it. Yes, I can change could, it. I can you could <laughs> I just need to open it up. No, 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 Russ, this is the Kickstarter I'm doing, not you. I just need to open it up in InDesign and give it a quick little tweak. I can change it. So Peter Only took a minute, have a little sentence in there. You absolutely could adopt hamsters and guinea pigs if you so wanted using this rule set. Well, I, I shall have to tell my friend about that. That's one guaranteed sell at least. Possibly, you've got to say two. Um. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, right. and more yeah. news. More news. Right, let's look yes. a bit at Marvel. Into the multiverse we go. Yes. Woo! So the Marvel multiverse role-playing game. Yes. So the playtest book comes out next yeah. week. This week, yes. next week, next week, next week. Really soon. I've got, I've, I've got it um, pre-ordered on um, Amazon. It's only nine ninety nine soft cover book, mm-hmm. yeah. one hundred twenty pages. So I've got that pre-ordered on Amazon. So I should have that next week at some point, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but the playtest book comes out next week. The actual final game comes out a year later. This is by Matt Forbeck, mm-hmm. and the Mar- new Marvel multiverse role-playing game uses their D six one six system. Mm-hmm. Um, and the playtest book has, um, sort of information on the D616 system, profiles for, um, like Spider-Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Wolverine, a few others, mm-hmm. and an introductory scenario, which is called no. Enter Hydra, which involves some kind of hostage situation at the mm-hmm. Howard and Maria Stark Center for Galactic History. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little preview up. Well, there's two previews up. Uh, so yeah. you can see a little intro to the core mechanics. Mm-hmm. And you can also see Spider-Man's character sheet. Yes, Spider-Man. Ah, yeah, Spider-Man. 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 Sorry. Like yes. how, do you, how you'd say Fireman. Spider-Man. <laughs> Steve Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Peter Spider-Man. That it includes uh, an ability he has, which is called Wisecracking. So it seems oh, like nice. the game mechanics have some sort of superhero banter thing, which is... Yeah. Which is marvellous for Marvel. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's your, it's your classic Spider-Man. Yeah. He leaps around and taunts the bad guys until they absolutely yeah. lose it. Chuck a car at him and they nips in and give the old uh, yeah. one-two. It's an interesting-looking system. It's just a little less narrative than I was expecting. I was kind of expecting yeah. quite a narrative system, and it does look like it's oh, a little yeah. more a little more um, 
um, crunchy than I was expecting. So the six ability scores, might, might, agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic, which all spell mm-hmm. out Marvel. That's oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have your six ability scores. Uh, each character also has an archetype, and that might be like a striker or a blaster or something. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at Spider-Man's here. Um, I'm guessing his archetype is... Is that the polymath at the top right? I'm guessing. No. Possibly. Like, I don't know. I have a uh, sheet in front of me. Yeah. He, does, he does like to know things. Yeah. So each, uh, each character has a bunch of, has a score for each of those six abilities. And, uh, it's got a score and then a modifier like D&D has. Mm. You know, like D&D, yes. you have like 18 plus four. Yeah. Are you explaining yeah. D&D to us? Well, I'm, no, I'm, it's for the I'm audience. I'm explaining what the analogy is, Peter. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. So, uh, um, they're just excited. Yeah. So, so it's got a score and it's got a modifier. Mm-hmm. Yes. And apparently, uh, the scores, so like an average human stat has a yes. score, a stat between minus four and plus four. Okay. So the average stat is kind of zero, I guess. So Spider-Man's or Spiderman's, generally he's got agility seven is his highest one, ego mm-hmm. two, so. Still got a higher ego than the average. Well, plus four. So the I ones that are. If so, you're a superhero, you have to have quite a big ego, though, because you're like, I am so great, I'm going to yeah. save the world. Like, well, you're not a humble person. So I guess if four, if it's minus four or plus four for a, for a human, I guess five or more is superhuman. Mm-hmm. So all of his scores are within Best the human human. age, except for might, which is yes. five, and agility, mm-hmm. which is seven. All of, all of the rest of his okay. scores are all within the, you know, all four or below. So all within so, the normal range. He's not super powered, particularly, but yeah, he's got some nice agility and some decent strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and then he's got things like an initiative modifier, a speed, a climb speed, a jump speed, a swing line speed, fight damage, range damage. So he's got a whole bunch of stats there, combat mm-hmm. stats there. Yeah. So yeah, it looks a little more, a little more. I mean, it's not as crunchy as say D and D, and it's got you know, it's got a list of like ten traits or something here, or connections and sources. It sounds like it'll be a fun game to play. Maybe they'll embrace modal play. And we, what you're looking at is the character sheet for playing on a grid. And for things off the grid where you're not engaged in uh, combat, you can go for a more freeform system, okay. which we've seen pioneered extremely well in things like Lancer. Yeah, maybe. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll be literally next week. It's only a play test, though, so it's not the final yeah. game. So they're putting no. that out to get, you know, it could change massively between... The version we get next week and the one that comes out a year later. Yep. You should run a you should run a game rest. What of Marvel multiverse role playing? Yeah. Nah. Oh. Don't wanna. Okay. <laughs> and let's talk about yeah. Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek saying. Adventures. Yeah. There's a new campaign book, the Discovery yeah. Campaign Guide. Discovery. Star Trek That's Discovery. Yeah. It's it talks about the Federation Klingon War. It's that um, setting. So, uh, 2,256. So, it's set before they jump forward in time. Yes. Yeah. Two, okay. it's, it's set 2,256 to 2,258. I don't know Star Trek years. I don't know what years they are. I'm not 100% confident either, but this is what I have written in front of me. So, right, okay. that's what it is. We'll go with that. Yeah. So, it's like the first two seasons of Discovery as opposed to the second two seasons of Discovery, which are set in two different time periods. Sure. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I do watch. I should have watched. I should have watched the episodes yeah. before this podcast. Clearly, I've um, watched them a bit, but I'm still non advisor. Anyway. Yeah, but do you know who mm. does know a lot about Star Trek Adventures? 
Jim who, Johnson, who I'm speaking to on Monday about Star Trek Adventures for not D and D. Well, you <laughs> can ask Jim Johnson, 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 Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm doing my Sean Connery impression. Um, yeah. You can ask Jim Johnson about. I can because this yeah. this is this is what they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're coming to talk on not D and D about Star Trek Adventures, uh, and that mm-hmm. is Monday the eighteenth of April at ten pm BST for the yeah. live stream. But the podcast will be out next week after yeah. if you can't yeah. catch it live because you are busy hunting mm-hmm. Easter eggs or something. Ooh, yes, that's an option. Let's yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I'm just looking at it. So the Star Trek Discovery yeah. campaign ride, all new time period for telling dramatic Star Trek adventure stories based on the first two seasons of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, so. So that, the first two seasons are pre-original series Star Trek. Yes. Whereas the second two seasons are far in the future. So Yeah, but the the Discovery campaign guide is coming out in June, but they Mm. do have um, the USS Discovery out now and Mm. season two crew packs out now. So there is Star Trek goodness available now. So, uh, Chaosium posted some preview graphics of four upcoming products. Four? At least one of which I know is very relevant to your interest, Peter. I'm listening. Rivers of London. Ooh. Coming soon, yes. it says. Mm. RuneQuest. There's a new Rivers of London book out, actually. Yes, RuneQuest. RuneQuest, yeah. the Prosopedia, an encyclopedia of the gods of RuneQuest. Also, coming soon. Mm. Okay. Regency Cthulhu, Darkness Ma- and Decorum in Jane Austen's England. Oh, I know some people are just going to go nuts. Guess who who wrote that? Andy Peregrine wrote that. Of course. Andy Peregrine loves Jane Austen. Well, he's coming back on the podcast to talk about that, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Just watch him go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, there was a banner which says, What kind of knight are you? With a picture of a load of knights in a castle on a hill and someone holding an off the gleaming sword. That's clearly... Clearly, the Pendragon starter set, mm. which is coming soon. Arthurian Legends. Can't wait for that. Ooh, nice. They've been busy, haven't mm. they? Yeah. 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 They have. A lot of stuff coming out. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I love the, the Regency Cthulhu. I think that'll do quite well, because I think the mm. whole Bridgerton brand has got a load yeah. of people interested in that sort of genre and things. Do you think Bridgerton's uh, like missing, missing a trick by not putting a Cthulhu in it? Whoa, dudes, it's like, it should play this game. It's like Bridgerton, but with more tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sold on that picture alone. That's yeah, how like I Bridgerton, added yeah. tentacles. Let's go. Woo. All right. I think we have actually reached the end of the news now. I think. Oh, well, I've yeah. got a couple of things. Oh, go, go, uh, go. Go, go on. Yes. Um, you remember our good friend of the podcast, Caesar Capacle, who came on to talk to us about the problems with accessing Kickstarter from the Global South? Right, it's a thing that I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who did things like Aneronaut on how to explore your direct dreams, mm-hmm. the solo RPG you play while you're sleeping. So, like, riders. Um, he's put out a very interesting game called Kismet, which is itch funding at the moment. Mm. It's done $512 of its $400 goal, and it's how to effortlessly run your adventure modules with a single number. Ooh. Yeah, it helps you run... Play your fantasy adventures while blatantly ignoring every number that might come with their systems. You can buy bits and pieces of all the games you like and not worry about restrictions, balance, mechanics, or indeed logic. So you just need a single D20 to play and a copy of the character sheet. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can even play it solo. So it's a 32-page book. And yeah, I think it looks quite jolly and quite 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 an interesting idea. Excellent. Yeah. And your other piece of news was? Uh, we did Celasta. 
Um, and also, like, uh, <laughs> I, I read a Dicebreaker article and hired a proofreader in response. Go on then. Go on then. I, I mean, like, it's just an absolute nightmare scenario for anyone. I'm, uh, Steam, Steamforge Games, who, uh, brought out fairly large Kickstarters, which I've also backed, like Bardsung, uh, have brought out the Dark Souls role, tabletop yeah. role playing game. Uh, they've, Bought out the printed version first, and quite frankly, the thought of that just had me like searching for a brown paper bag so I could breathe into and out of that to help with the anxiety that the thought of even doing that was producing in me because it's just like oh, mm. um, and uh, yes, they've 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 had some troubles. Um, I mean, obviously, as we all know, role playing game fans are famous with their stoicism and. Uh, quiet support and not saying anything about stuff they don't like. Mm. But yeah, there was. There yeah, was... I have definitely never seen a role playing game fan on Twitter using hyperbole of any kind. No, absolutely, no. they are they are, they are very quiet about such things. Yeah, but there's so yeah, strange there's... that role players would be dramatic people, isn't it? No, <laughs> I know. I am shocked, shocked by that revelation. I got to say, but yeah, they they've had um they've they've had a lot of they've had a lot of problems Beastman says, with it so far. Rawr. Rawr. So yeah. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> other pour, pour out for the people at Steam Forge Games. They're not, they're straight up not having a good time. Um, yeah, a lot, so, a lot of problems, a lot of copy and paste errors. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, obviously, the people who have their hard covers can't get that fixed, but hopefully, the PDF when it comes out will be yeah, fixed they can and updated. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's just like wow, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I do feel for them because, no. uh, no. yeah, it's it's a, I, 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 it's like I mean, well, like everyone, everyone who writes a book is acquainted with the nightmare of you get your book, you open it at a random page, and a typo leaps out, and the very first thing you see yeah. is a typo. Yes, that's a universal yeah. constant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is. Yeah, like that times a million. Yeah. And like as a creator, I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh, the horror. Mm. It's like it's like watching one of those videos or something where someone's like happily, I don't know, cycling or skateboarding along and then they Four. go over something and then they're just rolling along on the concrete. You're like, oh, no, oh, the horror. Mm. Oh, it's making you wince. But somehow, um, Peter, yeah. you can't look away. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Poor <laughs> yeah. so-and-so's. It's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. It is time. It is the time that you've all been it's waiting time to for. Play our favourite game. Your favourite part of the week. Woo. Our favourite game in all the world. The game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Just look at how excited Jess's face is right now. That's oh, just it's my favourite game. Gleeful expression of pure joy and anticipation. Yeah. It's the best. I, it's like, <laughs> I live. I live for this moment in the week. I know you do. You savour it. Maybe we we should do it twice a week. Just to... yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> our, our Monday meeting, we'll have a game as well. Yeah, sure. Right, who would like to go first? Uh, I believe it's my turn. I believe so, Peter. Yes, hit me. What have you got? Okay, Peter, tell yeah. me. If you uh, will, uh, what is Tokyo uh, Otherscape? Uh, I'm afraid I can't have that one. I already know what it is. Okay, we'll switch over to Jess. Jess, what is uh, Tokyo Otherscape? Tokyo Otherscape 
so I guess it's going to be based in Tokyo. <laughs> I'm not giving you a point for that. <laughs> I just okay. So, repeating the title. Other other skate. <laughs> other skate. I don't actually know this, but other skate to me uh, yeah. says like some other realm or multiverse dimension. So like a parallel world touching alongside the existing Tokyo that is perhaps magical and mystical in some way. So maybe like with weird monsters, maybe kaiju monsters style type thing. Oh. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Would you would you say there's an element of cyberpunk in there as well? Is that a thing you would say? I mean, it's I mean it's possible. That oh, is definitely well something done. I have said. Excellent. So you got it then. <laughs> oh, <well>. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, so the, Tokyo, yay! it's uh, a cyberpunk fantasy role playing game. Okay. A mega city of tech and myth. Yes. Ooh. So basically, you have got supernatural stuff. Alongside cyberpunk stuff. Okay, so it's set yes. in like the future, is it? A future Tokyo? Um, I don't know if it's specifically. <laughs> I suppose it must be if it's cyberpunk. Uh, let's have a look. Maybe near future. Um, so it's inspired by Japanese cyberpunk masterpieces like Ghost in the Shell and Akira. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it uses the City of Mists yes, engine. Yes, yeah. Which oh, is okay. itself derived from the Powered by the Apocalypse, mm. but is a bit. Fun. But the whole Mythos Logos dichotomy. Mm. Is makes that an absolutely excellent tool to run this game, mm. like because like the you've got the logos the word like the regular the cyberpunk side of things, and you've got the mythos of the magic the monsters, and yeah. one would hope the dirty great monsters uh, the kaiju. So yeah, uh, I think you know, really look the cover looks amazing. I mm. I was like yes, that is that's definitely cyberpunk one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So. Jess, I'll give you nine points for that. Gosh. I won't Peter. spend a one-on-one place. Yes. What have you got? Nine points to beat. Yeah. yeah. What is Shield yeah. Maidens? Shield Maidens. Mm, sounds vaguely Viking-y. Um, I would hope for, yeah, like maybe a... Um, Shield Maidens is a setting book, probably for uh, maybe fifth edition. And it will be all about um, Vikings, and but change it to a more fantastic setting and have it so there's like lots of more myths and monsters. And yeah, you get to play Shield Maidens. Hmm. Uh, I guess a bit like Thirsty Sword Lesbians, but um, less thirsty. So you're correct with the Vikings. Less swords, bit. It is like um, <laughs> It's an original system, not 5e. Ooh. And uh, what this is is cyberpunk Vikings. Cyberpunk Vikings. Wow, yes. cyberpunk okay. is cyberpunk week, is it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, so um, 192 page, uh, two books, 192 page Shield Maidens Training Guide, and a 240 page Shield Maidens Game Master's Guide. Okay, it's from Mongoose Publishing. Ah, the Traveler people. Nice, nice. And if if you if you like the idea of Vikings meeting cyberpunk, I guess this is this is the game for you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm moderately both, interested. Both. I can think of at least one person who is absolutely going to be like, yes, take my money! The art looks very nice. The production values look very high. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. What sort of style is it? I don't know what styles are when it comes <laughs> to art. Well, it's never a true thing with kind of realistic-ish kind of style. Um, uh, sort of like a painterly sort yeah. of jazz. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Oh, that's all. I'll do like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a Renaissance style. It's a... Uh, 
Renaissance. Modernist Renaissance. Traditional style. If we throw a shivlet in, then we stop Yeah, don't ask me painting styles. I don't know. But anyway, okay. <laughs> it's, it's doing very well. A nice painting. <laughs> it is, uh, it's done $50,000. It's got a couple of weeks to go for Mongoose Publishing. Look, oh. It does look pretty cool. Nice. Cool. So I'll give you five points for that, Peter. So, Jessica Hancock. Yes. It is your second turn. It is. What is Station Xeno? X-E-N-O. X-E-N-O. Well, that means like a xenomorph, like some sort of alien or something like that, isn't it? Um, So Station Xeno. So I'm guessing it's a space sort of sci-fi setting. Um, I think it's a setting book. And Station Xeno is a place where lots of different beings in the galaxy will will kind of meet and converge. Um, and then, yeah. So Station Xeno is a place where lots of people meet up and do stuff. And then you can go on your various adventures in the galaxy. Hmm. So it's not a setting book. It is a adventure okay. for the Death in Space RPG. Okay. So that's definitely a horror. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did we mention that recently, Death in Space? I think we did. Yes. It's ringing a bell. Like two weeks, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, I should have really known then, shouldn't I? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's an an adventure for Death in Space. Um, It's a solo or co-op adventure in a dangerous research station. Mm. There we go. Yeah. So it was a space station. It was sci-fi. Because I've seen that one already. Because I'm like looking at game. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So shiny. So shiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you three points for that, Jess. Which puts yeah, you that's on fair. 12. And Peter, you have five, which means you need seven to equalize, eight to win. Oh, Russ is breaking out the math skills I today. Know. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, last one for Peter is, is yeah. Swords and Chaos. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty interested. Have you? Is there? But that's it. Yeah, swords and chaos. Swords and chaos. And that's literally autobiography yeah, by Russell Morrissey. <laughs> I am gonna go with this. Is uh, probably an OSR style game. It's going to be quite. Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a it's a got of. I think I think the name is giving me a very old fashioned vibe, and it's like a. Uh, like a like either an original system or something similar, and there's like a whole pile of like extra stuff with it. So that's what I'm going for. Um, yeah, like an old school revival sort of book, maybe with a fifth ed conversion to make it more marketable for uh, people who wish to buy games nowadays. Um, like there's going to be swords, sorcery, chaos, um, wizards turning into giant snakes. Not because that's a good idea, but because it's the done thing to do. Mm. Yes, I'm hearing you're saying you're saying Conan without saying Conan there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, legally distinct from Conan. Yeah. In legally distinct Conan has as much as the OSR. So this but, is a role-playing game of savage swords and secret sorcery. Swords and sorcery, obviously, uh, inspired by the works of Carl E. Wagner, Robert E. Howard, and Charles Saunders. Yeah, and. Yeah, I don't know who two of those people are, but Royalty Howard is Conan. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Bang on, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So pulp, heroic, yeah. sword and sorcery type stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a RPG powered by the mm-hmm. Siege Engine, nice. which is uh, the Siege Engine is created by Troll Lord Games uh, Castles of Crusades RPG Engine. 
Oh, okay. that is the Siege Engine. That's yeah. quite a good name for it, actually. It's the Siege Engine. I like that. I, I wonder which came first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you five points for that, Peter. Fair enough. Uh, which gives you a total of, I believe, 10 to Jess. What did you have? 12. 12. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that means Jess is the winner this week. And well done. Well played. You get to take home the trophy, the smug sense of self-satisfaction. My lady, Sir Longstride of Valorax has intercepted our raiding party. Yes, my lady, all slain by that accursed paladin. That meddlesome knight has interfered with my plans for the last time. What do you want us to do about it, my lady? Well, I think it's time that Sir Longstride of Valorax had an unfortunate accident. Agreed, my lady. Oh, that would be most convenient, my lady. Well, don't just stand there. What are you waiting for? Wait, sorry, my lady. Just to be clear, are you suggesting that we arrange this accident? Oh, I thought you were just hoping that he met some sort of calamity all by himself. Yes, of course, that's what I mean, you fools. I want you to make sure he meets with some kind of accident. It's not really an accident, though, is it? Yeah, more of a deliberate. Look, I don't care what you call it, as long as you get the job done. It's just like we weren't exactly clear on what you wanted. It's perfectly clear. It, it's a perfectly common turn of phrase. Well, it's a little vague, my lady. <sighs> well, then let me speak plainly. I want you, my slow-witted minions, to neutralise that troublesome knight. Hmm. Yeah, that's still not entirely clear, my lady. Yeah, it could be clearer. I, I could not be any clearer. I want you to make sure that Sir Longstride ends up six feet under. Ah. Um, sorry, my lady, but when you say uh, six feet under, what, what, what does it mean exactly? What, what do I mean? I mean sleeping with the fishes, kicked the bucket, pushing up the daisies, brought to the farm. You want us to buy him a farm, my lady? Buy him? No, I want you to take care of him. Take, take, take care of him? Okay, yes, bump him off. I think, I think she wants us to kill him. Well, why didn't she just say that? Yes, of, of course that's what I meant. How, how is that not obvious? There's nothing wrong with a bit of clarity in the chain of command, my lady. So just to clarify, my lady, you do want us to kill Sir Longstride? Yes, you obvious fools, of course I do. Now, now time is wasting. Get out there, get the deed done before you find yourselves pining for the fjords, if you know what I mean. I'm uh, not sure I do, my lady. Is that is that some sort of holiday package, my lady? Ho- holiday package? Look, I've had enough of this. Get out of my sight. Oh, right you are, my lady. Come along, mate. We're not wanted here. Honestly, all you ask for is a bit of clear leadership. I know, right? So anyway, let's go drown our sorrows. Paint the town red if you catch my drift. Um... Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool, good-lucky. That could only be our patrons. Yep. Man, I have never seen such a well-informed debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know, why is that? I don't know. You tell me. 
Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top secret, super exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. I did a uh, a scientific calculation once just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah. How much? Uh, You probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. Shall we start with the big news? Let's start with the big news. Yeah, go bigger, go home. Okay, so the biggest news is, of course, Hasbro is acquiring D&D Beyond from fandom Mm -hmm. for $146 million. Chunky. That is a lot of money. That's it not a small amount. So no. much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah. Um, Hasbro owned Wizard of the Coast, in case people yes, yes. weren't aware of that link. So it's it's yes, making it yeah. officially a thing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So we're so saying that the people who publish the books and the people who put the online support are now the same company. Yes. Yeah. So D&D Beyond, it was created in 2017 mm. by a company called Curse. And Curse was owned by Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fandom purchased Curse in 2018, a year yeah. later. Um, yeah. fan, uh, so Wizards of the Coast is going to be the third owner of D&D Beyond now that it's purchasing it from fandom. Kind of like, I think we've been kind of expecting something like this for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, remember last year when a whole bunch of people left D&D Beyond, including mm. the co-founders? Yes. Which kind of hinted something was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they've, they've moved on to other projects now, you know, and it's kind of felt like a sort of obvious step for Wizards of the Coast, I think, for ages. People have online have been saying that's coming for ages. Yeah. Yeah. And, and apparently someone did a survey and something like over 50% of people don't actually realise that DMD Beyond wasn't owned by Wizards of the Coast in the first place. That is yeah. definitely true. I, yeah. I thought that yeah. when I first went to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it looks, you know, everything's yes. there and it looks that way. And yeah. then, you know, when I looked into it, I was like, oh, actually, fair enough. But Yeah, well, there's no reason to think that, I guess, when you just look at it. It's uh, it's probably got the fandom logo on there somewhere, but you probably don't notice it. It's probably at the bottom somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, they're not trying to trick branded. people, but I yeah, think yeah, when you yeah, just yeah. curse your eye over it, you, you wouldn't yeah. think. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, you know, because fandoms, so they got it in 2018. Yes. Um, so, but they've also acquired the Cortex Prime system. Yes. In the last couple of years, yeah. and they, they're making that kind of their in-house system, and that's what power, else was powering their um, Dragon Prince RPG. Yes. yes, so that's kind of where they're focused, and they're going to be building a digital tools thing for Cortex Prime. Yes, which presumably would just be exactly like D and D Beyond, but and I'm trying to recall, I didn't one of the people who originally worked on creating D and D Beyond move over to them to help them out. Uh, no, but one okay. of them moved over to a company called Demiplane. Oh. So Demi Plane's a new company and it's announced sort of D&D Beyond style tools for the, uh, let's think, it started with Paizo, Pathfinder 2, mm-hmm. White Wolf, yep. Free League stuff, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of others recently as well. So quite a few. It's doing a whole sort of spectrum of different games and, you know, providing D&D Beyond style tool sets for all of them. Okay. 
I can't remember the whole list, but they're, they're, they're the big ones, or they were the first ones that they announced. And that was like last year, I think. Nice. Yeah. But there's also sort of like quite interesting. So when Wizards of the Coast purchased TSR in 1997, TSR mm-hmm. obviously being the then owner of D&D. Mm-hmm. So they just purchased D&D Beyond for 146 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess how much they purchased TSR and D&D? What did you say? What date was that, that they purchased? 97. 97. Uh, two, three million? I mean, a lot of million those, I said two or three. Two or three million. Oh, no, uh, more than that. More. Oh, okay. So they bought D&D for 20, or TSR for 25 million in 97. Wow. Wow, okay. That's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Yep. Uh, Hasbro then, when they purchased Wizards of the Coast, which was like 2001 or something. Okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. A few years later, 325 million they paid for right. Wizards of the Coast. Okay. But I think at the time, the biggest value there was probably Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, Magic yeah. the Gathering is the yeah, huge yeah, thing yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of money changing hands here. It is. Mm. I think I've heard some people online uh, hoping that, because the thing is when you buy your D&D books, um, yes. you have to buy them again on D&D Beyond, like the digital yes. version to be on the site. And I think some people were hoping that there was a way that if it was in-house, that means you could get like a code in your book so you could not have to buy it twice. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Magic the Gathering, I'm not sure that's the case because I think Wizards of the Coast bought an online platform for Magic the Gathering and they didn't do that there. Yeah. So you do have mm-hmm. your real-life collection and your digital collection. Yeah. So, Well, there's two sides to that. I do totally get the, the concept of you don't want to have to buy your stuff twice. Mm-hmm. But when you buy a book, you don't get the DVD free of the movie. You know, it is a different medium and is I a mean, different. It is, but platform. in publishing, when you buy the book, you get the PDF for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give yeah. we give the PDF for free when you get the book. The, the majority yeah. of publishers signed up to the what's yeah. it bits bits and mortar bricks and mortar scheme. They do say that if you've got the book, then they will send you the uh, PDF. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's that's a thing that yeah. I mean, yeah, quite a lot of publishers do that. Not not by any means all of them, but uh, quite a few do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good if they did do a thing where you, if you bought your book through the D&D Beyond site, because I understand like if you yeah. buy your book from your friendly little gaming store, it might be difficult to get it to integrate with mm. an online platform. I, I know there's ways, but I could understand people being like, do you know what, it's a real headache. But You could probably get friendly game stores to do that. Getting Walmart yeah. and Target to do that is a different yeah, thing entirely. That's, that's, yeah. They're well, not going to do yeah. that. Well, that would then, I guess, be an incentive to shop at your friendly local game store. Yeah, yeah, maybe, that, yeah, maybe that might be a bonus that you that get for be, that. Yeah. Like the alternate covers are exclusive yeah. to mm. game stores. But, I mean, my yeah. thought is it would be a great thing to do, but I don't feel that will happen because I've seen lots of speculation mm. online and I just think based on what they did with you know Magic the Gathering and they haven't made that step there, mm. I don't see why they would then make that step. Well, we'll, we'll have it, to wait and see. Mm, speculation. It is... I feel quite different because you've got what, like 50, 60 cards per, well, you've got like 20 cards per booster pack or something like that. Keeping track of all of those would be a lot trickier, I feel, then. Because there's only like about yeah. 10, 12 books. So, yeah. I mean, it is more feasible to do it with the books for sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's more than 10, 12 books, though. That's a hell of a lot. Ah, that's true. But even I if there's a, like 100, that's that. easier to uh-huh. manage than with magic because yeah. magic is mm. it's I, I, constantly changing. But the thing is, well. D&D Beyond does a lot of yeah. micropayments, doesn't it, for little bits of content rather than entire mm-hmm. books. You yeah. can buy single monsters and classes and things, can't you? Well, well that, that's how D&D Beyond has worked. They said, yeah. okay, $3 for a class, and mm. then you don't have to worry about it. And very generously, if you spend enough on buying individual bits and pieces so that you equal the price of the book mm-hmm. that they're selling it for, you then get the book. 
Yeah, so if you, if you yeah. end up, yeah, oh, that's like a really. That's really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like everyone is happy then. The fans are getting what they want. The company has a price that they agree is fair because that's what they're charging. And mm. yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like this is a chance for them to like be good to the market. Well, there's, there's, there's going to be some benefit in them being owned by the same people so there's fewer fingers in the pie, so there's less mm. people that need to be paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no royalties that need to be paid or anything like that on it, so that should present some kind of saving. I'm looking forward to what they do. Well, the, the, the previous big argument against it was that actually they're completely separate companies and it would be extremely difficult to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be that difficult, to be honest. Well, like, I don't I think it would be. I could see but but that that was the previous argument. Now now there is no argument that they they could if they wanted to do this. Yeah, it might be I th- hard. I, I, but I, you know I, I think they all, I think they always could have done if they wanted to. I don't think it's that much of a technological challenge. Mm. Bit of, it'd be a bit of work, but it wouldn't be. It's not like it's not rocket science, is it? It's not brain mm. surgery. They could do it. Mm. So, um, do you remember back in November, Wizard of the Coast applied for a trademark for something called Atomic Arcade? Yes. It wasn't super clear what this was for, but it was like a variety of electronic gaming applications. Yes. I don't know if that's linked to this or whether it's completely separate. It's possibly completely separate. You know, it's not. It might well be completely separate. Yeah. But they also, when they did that survey last year, they included information about their own virtual tabletop platform, along with screenshots and videos and stuff. Do you remember that? No. It was like a 3D Okay. Virtual table, very, very flashy looking. There's mm-hmm. a, if you look on, let's have a look. I'll give you a link actually. If you look on Tech Raptor, okay. they posted all about it. Okay. I myself haven't seen the original videos. I've only seen what's on Tech Raptor. But, Ooh. um, yeah. So there's like, you know, it's, it's a 3D tabletop environment where you buy virtual minis and virtual dice fly around. It's all very, very pretty and graphically. Ooh. Impressive. Oh yeah, yeah. Sort of a cartoony style. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So they were they were teasing that last year. Mm. Digital okay. toolsets, three D graphics, isometric maps, customizable miniatures. Yeah. Things is, like that. Is this I linked think... to the announcement next week? Do you think? Uh, don't know. Don't yeah. know. Don't know. Maybe. Be interesting. They are um, going to have a big announcement of D and D Direct coming next week. Yeah. So my 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 thought is that this is going to be. Links to the launch of D and D five point five or six E or whatever they call it in twenty twenty four. That's that's my guess is that it will be launched yeah. with its own massive virtual tabletop platform that you can play online. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's totally a guess. Like that's complete speculation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at all. Yeah, some sort of virtual tabletop. Yeah. 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 But anyway, you were just saying D and D direct. So this is mm-hmm. a, a thing that's, um, that kind of dropped in my inbox and about a million other inboxes. Mm-hmm. Yesterday or the day before? Was it yesterday? Yeah. It was yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really, it was a really, really short announcement mm-hmm. of a trailer, yeah. of an announcement mm-hmm. that they are making next week. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm glad they're not just going to jump into straight up telling us what they're going to do. <laughs> no, I don't know no. if I can handle that level you can't, of excitement. You can't, you can't directly announce something. That's just. You know, you, you, you you're going to prepare people. You're going to prepare people. Yes. Lay yeah, down a trail yeah. of. Uh, yeah. uh, lay down a trail of breadcrumbs. I mean. Let's have some Easter eggs. It's Easter after all. Why yes. not? Why not? So, anyway, <laughs> so basically, on April the 21st, which is next, next week or is it the week after? Next yeah. Thursday. Okay. So yeah. at 9 a.m. Pacific time, which, if I've got my time zones correct, is 5 p.m. here. Yeah, 5 p.m. BST. Yeah. Okay. So 
Wizard of the Coast are going to be releasing a 30-minute video. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first ever D&D Direct, so it sounds like they're okay. planning more of these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's basically going to be used to reveal all the stuff that's happening in D&D this year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's basically all we know about it. We know it's going to be presented by Anna Prosser and B. Dave Walters. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Exclusive reveals the world's latest role-playing game, including video games, entertainment, and, and more. more. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, maybe they might be announcing something to do with a virtual tabletop next week. Or maybe week. what maybe their plans not. are for D&D Beyond, even, as well. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they could be announcing Dragonlance. Dragonlance. Yeah. Dragonlance. Which we speculated. Yeah, seems likely. Yeah. I hope they are going to be announcing I Dragonlance. I think they obviously chose They've that date. they got the book. And, Yeah. Sorry, they obvi- they obviously chose that date because it's the same day that we have EM Publishing's monthly update. So, yeah. 8 p.m. BST. <laughs> they realise, so, obviously, that's the day when important news goes out. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't were looking schedule at the same what... time. They've done it 5 p.m. BST <laughs> instead of 8 p.m. BST. So, they've been... Yeah. Well, yes, they, they understood that they had to... Well, you know, there you go. They can watch it and give some informed commentary after it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. As opposed to on this podcast, where everyone waits until we finish recording, and then they put the news out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has its traditional, even when we recorded yeah. on a different day. <laughs> not this week. Not this week. We've got all not the news this week. week. So much news. Well, I think, because it's the Easter week weekend not as many people will be working today will they i guess oh i'm working i've got to do payroll out of this i know <laughs> yeah, priority, yeah. I've got to sharon's con- working sharon's- I've got to condense- everyone i know is working i know i've got to condense all this news we're going to talk about for the next two hours into three minutes after this so that's what i'm that is going to be impressive i know uh, mm. just talk Easy. really really fast yes and yes. today's stuff with us already all right, what? Why, like why you laugh? This is literally what I did when I was doing your alternate podcast. Well, yeah, there is that, yeah. So, so <laughs> anyway, this the market for it. <laughs> so, have you guys seen? Have you seen this trailer? Get it back on topic. So, have you, have you seen this trailer? No. No. The D and D director trailer. So, it's got a bunch of little hints in it. Okay. Okay. One is there's um there's a what looks like a toy hamster. <laughs> Amazing, love it. Already sold. Holding some dice. Some D4s with eight, uh, a D10, sorry, with the eight and four sides showing. Okay. Now, I did see someone say online, and I haven't verified this myself by looking at a D10, but I did, someone did say that the eight and the four aren't next to each other on a D10. I don't know if that's true or not. Let me check right now. If they're not, then, if they're not, then that is, then then that is deliberate. They're not. I've got a two and a. This is a D4 where the eight and four are next to each other. Okay, so they did, okay, so D. The tents are different. Okay, so yeah. Well, people uh, were saying, "Are they showing '84?" I said '1984, and then people went back and looked at what was released by TSR in 1984. Uh, uh, oh, 1984 okay. is also a very ominous book. Just saying as well. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's got an eight and zero. So yeah, so 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 the D10 has four zero eight because what yeah. they do is they got evens and mm. odds on the other side. Yeah. But the percentile dice, apparently, they don't care about such things, and they're like, eh. Did your chess, your D10 that you were just looking at there? Did that? Well, did that have zero between them as as well? Same as Peter's. um, Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case, it does look like it was deliberate then. So maybe they are saying eighty-four. So there's 
There's some things that came out in 1984. Whether, I mean, this could be nonsense. It really could be nonsense. I mean, this is utter speculation. Maybe the artist, yeah, just got the dice wrong. Or they, oh, I mean, it could be. Partic- yeah, or they picked yeah. up a percentile dice. They were like, oh, it's a D10. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> all, there was also. The internet looks so much yeah. into it, yeah. There was also, I'll come back to the 84 second in a second. So I'm just trying okay, to find yeah. the list of releases. But there was also, um, a quick glimpse of a script in that video. Ooh. Now, you really couldn't see much, and it was blurry. You put some people enhanced it, as they do. And it says, untitled D&D movie directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, which we already knew about. We've known about okay, that yeah, yeah. Information we already have. But it does hint that maybe they're going to be talking about it and revealing something about it mm. next week. Yeah. That'd be good. Maybe. Get a bit of an update. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, so, let's have a look. So, the hamster people are saying maybe hints at Spelljammer. The hamster people, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the <laughs> last week guinea pigs, this week hamsters. <laughs> Rodent of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are saying that's a, that's clearly a giant space hamster, a miniature a giant, giant space, space hamster, hamster. Space hamster. miniature yes. giant space hamster. Not yeah. to be confused the giant miniature space hamsters, which are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So 1984. Yes. TSR release schedule. So obviously it was TSR. So they released a lot of stuff in 1984, about 30 yep. things. Mm-hmm. I'm glancing through it. We've got the Dungeons and Dragons companion rules for D&D. We've got a bunch of accessories, a whole load of adventures, including mm-hmm. when the Dragon Lance modules launched. Oh, there you go. You cracked the code. DL 1 to 5. Dragons of Despair, Flame, Hope, Desolation and Mystery were all launched in 1984. There you go. Bish bosh. So, there we go. That's... That's my guess. I, I'm going to guess they're going to mention Dragonlance next week. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that makes yeah, perfect I, sense because we that, that would, already... we've had the Anarth Arcana, we've had Fizzbands. Yeah, of dragons. Yeah. It's been too like, much. It's been too much now that they yeah. can't not be. And we know that there's two settings coming, two classic settings coming back. So, um, and we just had Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel, like Which Spelljammer. Is... No, that's not that's not one is of that, the two classic oh, that's settings. No. no, no, it's not even that. It's that's something new. That. That's something entirely okay. new. Oh, um, so, so two classic settings are coming back this year, and right. we still don't know what they are. And we're coming up to I, halfway, halfway I'm through the year. I'm 95% on Dragonlance. If it's not Dragonlance, I'm... Yeah, I am. I will I be am surprised, sure. especially yeah. with that 84 yeah. reference as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, talking of Dragonlance... Mm-hmm. Segway! <laughs> so, Dragonlance author Tracy Hickman yes. has posted a picture... Showing that he has got his copy of Dragons of Deceit, the Dragonlance novel, mm. coming out this year. So he and Margaret Weiss wrote the um, original um, Dragonlance book. Originals and, and this new one. They've yes. got their author copies now. Nice. Uh, there's pictures of Tracy um, holding his copy up. It looks very nice. It, coming out they August. won't be desperately pressing refresh on the tracking screen whilst uh, all the books go out to other people. <laughs> but it's coming out August the 9th it's quite a way off Dragons of Fate it's called um, uh-huh. no that's the second one sorry the first one is Dragons of Deceit the second one will be Dragons of Fate um, so they're coming out August the 9th I mean all the clues say Dragonlance don't they everything says Dragonlance so every, every yeah. way you look yes. you're seeing Dragonlance at the moment yeah yeah it's yeah. Dragonlance we, we know that interestingly yeah. Margaret Weiss did say on Twitter a while back when someone asked if this was connected with Wizards of the Coast plans for Dragonlance 5th edition she specifically said um, she didn't know anything about Dragonlance Fifth Edition, and when she and uh, Tracy mm-hmm. like 
pitch for to do this, as far as who's aware, there were no plans for Dragonlance Fifth Edition at the time. Obviously, it takes yeah. ages to write novels. So that would have been a yeah, couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but also, they're being branded differently. This is being branded, she pointed out, classic Dragonlance to yeah. distinguish it from anything that Wizards might do for 5th edition. So it might be that there's mm. literally no connection between these books and what they're doing. Okay. That so might that's be a different true. Branding. That doesn't mean it's not Dragonlance, the announcement. No, no. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it still is Dragonlance, but yeah. I don't, I'm not sure that these books, these novels are connected. Okay. But we'll see, I guess. We'll find out. Soon. Yeah. Do you remember Dragons of Stormwreck Isle? No. Uh, so this is the starter like... set that's coming out later this year, which hasn't been announced yet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. there was this they Hasbro... It, yeah. Well, there was this Hasbro preview <laughs> okay. video, and it was like a picture of it in the corner of a preview video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was a D&D starter set, and it had a blue dragon breathing lightning at some adventurers on the front cover. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically all we knew about it. And it okay. was forty nine ninety nine. Which was later was confirmed by someone on Twitter was a mistake. It's not forty nine ninety nine. Well, yeah, because that'd be fifty dollars for a starter set, and that'd that be is a, lot, yeah. a huge amount. So anyway, um, if you take that thing and you blow it up a bit mm-hmm. and enhance it a bit, okay. something becomes a little more apparent. The characters on there may be the adventurers from the nineteen eighties D and D cartoon. Okay. It looks a lot like Hank the Ranger, the one with the yeah. energy bow, Diana mm. the Acrobat leaping over the dragon's lightning breath, and the piece of in- extending stuff. And the piece of interior art that you can see mm. looks like it has someone with a glowing shield. Ooh, which Eric the Cavalier. Eric the Cavalier had. Yeah. So folks are thinking, well, is this somehow linked to the cartoon from the eighties? Okay. Is it I mean, like following that story arc or? Well, we don't know, but, Ooh, but I mean, Wizards of the Coast has been talking about the cartoon a bit recently on social media. Just little hints. Well, because we had those Brazilian car ads. That they was last like, year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And pe- uh, it was like, that was, people just loved those. Yeah. But Wizards of the Coast, so on Twitter posted, those kids never escaped from the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. They're still there to this very day. Summoners. Yeah. Because obviously there were, there, there was there was actually a fan-created final episode based on an unreleased script, wasn't there, where they did yes. get home. But that wasn't actually official. So yeah. technically, um. I suppose they are still there to this day. Um, then D&D Beyond posted a little video c- cartoon clip of a section of the show. Mm-hmm. The t- cartoon from the 80s. Okay. And then Wizard of the Coast again, on another day posted, because sometimes you need just more than one person in the party, and a tiny little video clip of two of the adventurers, one of them Bobby the Barbarian and one of the others pulling each other out of a pit. Oh, yes, they shared that that meme. Oh, there's been a couple of others as well. So they've been mentioning the cartoon cryptically for the last week or two. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Which does kind of make me think maybe there is something in that. Maybe. Okay. Again, that might be a thing we find out next week at that D&D On the 21st, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I kind of... That's interesting, though, because the cartoon definitely... Like, younger people won't be familiar with it, really. It's I definitely mean, for the older crowd, if yeah, you're linking n- into the cartoon. The nostalgia crowd. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's an interesting choice. Because they yeah. don't... They, you know, they... They kind of mix and match their approach towards the nostalgia crowd and the younger crowd. Or maybe they? They, they maybe both, they're going to do a new new cartoon a for D and D. I mean, D&D that's a possibility cartoon. as well. 
because yeah. that would I be because I think a lot of people that mm. love D and D as kids now have I, kids. I think I yes. think Critical Role yeah. beat them to it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm just going to throw this out here. If you listen to the first episode, would you want your small child to have that? Sort well, of I suppose that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Role is not that, for that is children. true. It's, that is it's true. For yeah. Adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 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 so actually, yeah. having one aimed at children would be. As you're saying, yes, super yeah. nice. Yeah. And also, actually, I think I imagine it would be adults could enjoy it as well. It'd be one of those yeah. children's shows that you know you could watch as an adult. Mm. Yeah, I think they might be able to afford a decent script writer. <laughs> well, maybe they probably spent all their money in buying D and D Beyond, so maybe not now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think Hasbro's Certainly got a bit more money than that. Yeah. No, no, I don't reckon. You reckon that's it? You reckon yeah, they're that's done it. now? That's all. Okay. I have. Uh, they it's literally had to. They yeah. literally had to look down the back of a sofa just to just to find. Those last 146 yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, that's what we all do, don't we? Go into the shops, back of the sofa, a few million there. Yeah. You know. Oh, look, I just found 146 million in my jeans. What should we do? <laughs> should, we, should we buy the DVR? I love those days. That's such good, relatable but, content you've made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe they just took us this and were like, guys, this thing we've been using as a sofa, it's actually 146 I million know. dollars. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you know what's interesting? So D&D Beyond's worth 146 million dollars, right? Yeah. As you know, the publisher of Level Up, sometimes we get a little bit of pressure from people. Basically, mm-hmm. I think, why haven't we done something as good as D&D Beyond for Level Up? <laughs> why don't we casually put something out? It's a $146 million platform. <laughs> yeah. That is valued at $146 million. That's why we haven't got something that looks like D&D Beyond. Uh, and the major reason why D&D Beyond is really good is because somebody off their own back wrote a Chrome extension, which means you click on the D&D Beyond website and then it rolls it in Roll20. I wonder if that's going to continue if Wizards brings out their own virtual tabletop, though. Yeah, probably uh, not. I wonder how that, that's all going to work. I, that, that would be one of those things which, in retrospect, they'll be like, oh, why did we do it? Why did we ruin people's enjoyment of our game so hard? I know. Because, like, honestly, like, before Level Up came along, I was literally moving to uh, strictly D&D Beyond... Uh, online thing because it's just so much easier. You just click and it rolls, mm. and it's harder to homebrew stuff, but you could still run games. And it was just it, the, the the difference in effort was so great, it didn't seem worth it. Well, now, like, the coaster, actually, it looks basically like they're, they're going back to what they were trying to do with fourth edition because that's what mm. they wanted to do with fourth edition. They yeah. they tried really hard to make that happen and have remember Gleemax and all that sort of stuff and have a whole mm. everything online and. You know, they, they tried really hard to do that, and it didn't work out for fourth edition. It looks like they're I, I mean, trying to do it in the same thing again, but hopefully better, and it'll work this time. I, I mean, fourth edition, I didn't really get into. Like, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was quite interesting. I but had you to knew download... all the online tools were there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I had to download a special program to let me make a character, and i got to say, that does put me against the system well, you slightly. You didn't have to. You could have just opened a book and made a character. <laughs> oh for us for us for us you're so funny yeah. um but yeah uh so that that was the thing uh i don't know if the technology was there like there's a lot of stuff and there's like yeah, yeah. well that was that was what 15 years ago or 10 years ago mm. no probably 10 years ago 15 years ago was i don't know whenever 12 it was a long time ago. Yeah. i mean yeah so long things ago. have moved on a lot yes yes I know. No. Yeah. It seems it certainly seems a lot more plausible now mm. with the existing ecosystem of people online, uh, the existing customer base, the huge amounts of investment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
it so it seems a lot more plausible. I mean, D D is proper big big business now. It's like yeah, it's just yeah. not even the same industry as the rest of the role playing game industry now. It's no, just it's, it's so not, yeah. much larger. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, I think we said this before. It's it's really you can't compare other you know companies to to Wizards of the Coast. It's just, yeah, it's just not. It's, the it's, same. it's kind of like yeah. Marvel compared to Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is Marvel. I've heard of Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Yeah, but um, in terms of like Spider Man and no, like, I mean like, like I mean like, like so, it, she's so, not she's not an Avenger, is she? Yeah, yeah. but even smaller than that. I mean, okay. Oh, like I'm just trying to think of disparities. Uh, like are they Image, maybe Dark Knight. Like, but I heard like even more, even more so. I think. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Hmm. Yes, yeah, we're done. Thank you very much, everyone. Oh, and don't forget, everyone, the 200th episode, the live show is going to be on the 13th of May. So remember to like and subscribe and follow us and you can find out more at enworld.org. Apparently I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, that's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Well, you remember, I remember well you showing me the layout that you were doing yourself on a Google document. I looked at it and I thought, how am I going to say this right? Peter, please do not try to sell that. Well, I believe you went with, Peter, this is eye-gouting the ugly. <laughs> please find a layout artist. <laughs> yeah. So it's a friendly way of saying, do you know what? I think your work is, is better than, than this, and I think you really need something to help make it shine. That, that would have been the approach <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'd go for. It's like, you know, at your book, the amazing words deserve a better layout. I, I wouldn't mm. buy it. It's so ugly. I think was the words for a strike move. So that was... That is not what I said. That may be what I, I implied. I would surprise me if you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was good advice and uh, it does quite well. Yeah. 